And Baruchim Abayim, and welcome to Torah Talks Chazab's Tuesday night program with special guests. Tonight we have with us Rabbi Eliel Bergstein, Shlita Baruch Abal. Welcome, Rabbi. What an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Having the rabbi come to our headquarters once again, the Chazak. And uh, tonight's topic is cleaving to God, cleaving to Hashem. But before we do so, Rabbi, if you could give our, uh, a little bit of a background about the rabbi. Uh, my background is nothing to get excited about. <laughs> uh, very simple. I grew up actually in Queens. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I went to high school in Fafetz Chaim. I think I remember Rabbi telling this. Uh, right. I mentioned to you years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went to Tervidaz in Brooklyn and uh, got married. And I was a Malamed in a few yeshivas for a few years. And I also uh, afterwards became a computer programmer. And even during all the years of computer programming, I was involved with teaching with uh, various organizations. Shear and Mike. Shear and Pekki Yovois in Borough Park, Chumash classes, Eishat Torah things, other organizations, Chazak a few times too. Baruch Hashem, very very good audio videos of Chazak. Baruch Hashem. And I'm glad to be here again. Thank you, Rabbi Bergstein, for coming. And... uh, like was mentioned, cleaving to God, cleaving to Hashem. What is cleaving to God? Well, and the Hebrew word is devekus. It comes from dovek, to be glued or attached. And cleaving is the closest word in English that you could find for that. It really means becoming and maintaining a closeness to Hashem. This cleaving or devekus is sort of both a process and a goal. That means, you know, the process is trying to get closer to Hashem. The goal is the ultimate, complete closeness to Hashem, as much as each person can get to. It's not a just abstract idea in the air cleaving to Hashem. There's actually a posuk in the Torah. I wrote down the posuk on my paper, Kiyam Shomar Tishmurun, that you should be able to uh, observe all the mitzvahs, and the verse ends with Uledov Kabo. For those who want to know, it's in Dvorim Perek Yud Aleph Pasuk Chof Beis, Deuteronomy 11.22. Uledov Kabo. Uledov Kabo is cleaving to Hashem. That's the goal. Now, in the new age today, you give a goal, you have to cleave to Hashem, you have to be attached to Hashem, you know. Okay, it sounds, you know, new age, but what, what does that mean exactly? So instead of me saying it, I wrote down a one little paragraph quote from the Ramban, Nachmanides, who says that this means, That person should remember Hashem God and his love for Hashem at all times. This connection and consciousness of Hashem should never leave him. Not when he's walking, not when he's going, all the time. Until it's to the point where the person can actually be speaking to other human beings, this is what he says, and really, and his heart, his attachment, is not in his conversation to the other person. But, avol hulifnei Hashem. So, it's not just when I'm talking to Hashem by davening, by praying, okay, now I'm talking to God, I'm cleaving to God, but when I'm talking to you or somebody else, I'm, you know, detached from that. It's actually that I'm talking to you, but in the back of my mind, 
in still playing, you're in front of Hashem, you're with Hashem, you're with Hashem, you're with Hashem. And that's the idea behind it. Cleaving, uh, cleaving to Hashem, being aware of that all the time. Um, I, I'd even say, there's a, a, to give a, a negative and a positive example on it, sure. there's a story about a famous Hasidic rabbi, Rabbi Yisachar Beresh von Radishitz, that he was sukkahs, busy all day with all kinds of things. He didn't eat a ch- have a chance to eat all day. Um, time it came at night, he had virtually not eaten anything for 14 hours. He came into a sukkah and he had a bowl of potatoes. And he made the bracha on the potatoes and he's sitting there in the sukkah eating his potatoes and he says to himself, Banish, you're not in the sukkah. You're in your bowl of potatoes. <laughs> So he realized himself that he's missing that consciousness of Hashem while he's eating that. Now that's a negative mice story, but let me know a positive story is better. There was a famous Rebbe, Rabbi Avram Matis Yohu from Stefanitz. I'm, I'm not pronouncing it right. He was one of the sons, the grandsons of the famous Rabbi Searl of Rijin. He was actually the Rebbe, the teacher of the famous uh, Rebbe that was Nifter here recently, the Rebbe that's buried in Muncie, um, the Ribnitzer Rebbe, yes, the Ribnitzer Rebbe's teacher. The story is that he and his Hasidim went outside on a Matzai Shabbos on Saturday night to say the blessing on the moon, the Kiddush Wavana. Unbeknown to them, because the Kown was not warned about it, the Romanian army was conducting some military maneuvers and training including firing shots and cannons and stuff like that, maybe tanks if they had at that time, the 1930s. And while they were saying the bracha, the blessing on the Kiddush Lovana, the huge loud boom started and firing, and it's, it's, all the Sidim ran for, for all directions. And the Rebbe didn't even look up from his Siddur. Didn't even look up from his Siddur. He was... He was in the Vekus. He was cleaving to Hashem while he was doing that mitzvah. He didn't look up. It wasn't just self-control. He was fully focused. That's the Vekus. So, so Rami, is this like a requirement? Is this a mitzvah? Is it a good thing to do? Is it like, you know, if you can't? Believe it or not, I thought till yesterday that it's a good thing to do. My ignorance. I actually checked in the Rambam Sefer Mitzvah and in the Sefer HaChinuch, and it is actually a mitzvah asayda raisa. It's a Torah commandment, actually. Uvo Sidbok is not just a, a suggestion. I will say, though, something that the Torah commandment doesn't quite require every single person to be like that Rebbe who is completely uh, the Torah the Torah requirement actually is pretty much more easily defined and the Talmud itself defines it in two things you can't really be cleaving to Hashem Hashem is can you cleave to fire it's not possible if you cleave to Torah scholars Mm. and wise people and role models that's considered having fulfilled this mitzvah. One way. The Talmud also says 
that you can cleave to Hashem through his midos, character traits. Meaning, first of all, the famous expression, mahu rachum afatorachum, the way you are merciful, the way he is merciful, you should be merciful. He is kind, you should be kind. He is patient, you should be patient. Ten chapters in Tomer Devorah, in the famous book Tomer Devorah, on this kind of subject. That's, that's where it's at. And the Talmud in a different place actually also shows that regular mitzvot, regular commandments were fulfilled by Hashem. When Avraham, Abraham was not well, Hashem, God himself, bid bikach. We visited him. Yeah. When Moshe Rabbeinu needed to be buried, God was the burial society. Yeah. So... These kind of things where Hashem does Bikr Cholim and Yumilos Chasodim, visiting the sick, burying the dead, these kind of things are actually the way to fulfill the Torah commandment. So really there's two levels here. One level is doing the mitzvah. And the level is doing the mitzvah through emulating Hashem and close to Torah scholars. And then, obviously, what we try to get is higher and higher that even not when you're doing the actual commandment, even not just when you're praying, even not just when you're in a high state, but at all times you should be actually with that cognizance, with that awareness, even like talking one by one. So I'm trying to be aware. I'm talking to you. I'm trying to be aware. I'm trying. You, you know, I have to say a disclaimer, really. You know, if you if you talk about a certain mitzvah or a certain good character trait or something, you know, if I talk about, okay, we have to observe Shabbos. So if I observe Shabbos, I can talk about it. When I talk about Ledovka, about to cleave to Hashem, who am I to say that I'm really cleaving to Hashem, that I'm explaining what it is to you or to somebody? You know? But you know, I'm, I'm trying to say what it says. We're learning together. We're growing together. Yeah, that, that's Rabbi, are there any particular tools or occasions where it's easier to cleave to God? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> Actually, that same Ramban the idea that Nachmanides said at the beginning when I started talking yeah. to you, he actually mentions that years later, after the, the children of Israel went into the land of Israel, at the end of Yehoshua, Joshua's life, successor of Moshe, that Yehoshua told them they should continue cleaving to Hashem, as they did previously. The Ramban says that he added those words, as you did previously, because he's telling them the following. Previously, before me, in the desert, there was mon from the sky, there was you know, bread from heaven, the air, the well goes along with you, there's clouds of glory, the miracles are all over the place. You're cleaving to Hashem. Yeah, very good. Okay, pretty easy, right? Now, says Yahushua to them, Joshua says to them, you don't have any of that. You don't see these open miracles. So cleaving to Hashem is more difficult. But you should do it just like you did previously. So, you ask about tools or times, 
clearly that it's all times. But clearly, there are easier times, like when the manna is falling from the sky. Uh, although if somebody's really sharp, they would understand that the same way it's a miracle when it falls from the sky, it's a pretty big miracle when it comes out of the ground too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to just be aware of where. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's a little. But it, it's true that if somebody is Rosh Hashanah on the New Year at the blowing of the shofar, it's a little more easier that time to be cleaving to Hashem than it's Wednesday and I'm looking for a parking place in Kew Gardens Hills. You know, even though that's pretty, pretty it's a miracle. Too. Yeah, it's a miracle too. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there are times that it's easier doing mitzvahs when you when you if if somebody is standing with with his tefillin on in the synagogue in the morning, or a woman is blessing the candles Friday night, uh, you'd have to be pretty detached not to be somehow uh, cleaving to Hashem. But but the idea is to do it all the time, and there are tools. Uh, there's visual tools that the Kabbalists sort of talk about, like envisioning the letters of God's name, a yud with a hey and a vav and a hey. Right, this is advanced kind of idea. But, you know, a person can even, I sometimes, oh my, I'm doing, I envision I'm standing at the Kotel Amaravi at the Western Wall of Yerushalayim. I'm really standing in New York. <laughs> but I envision it. Uh, or at Kever Rochel or somewhere like that. And there's also the idea you can verbalize things. Every time a person says, uh, Baruch Hashem, thank you Hashem, or Emir Hashem, uh, or Be'ezrat Hashem, when Hashem's help, I will do this. Sometimes I say something, I'll meet you in this afternoon, and that person says to me, Be'ezrat Hashem. Mm. And then I realize, hey, I missed it. Right. Ah, I missed it. I missed saying Be'ezrat Hashem. I've even taken to writing text messages where if somebody says to me, um, could you come and meet me this and this? Even though text messages, everybody writes, short, short, short. Ezra Hashem with a capital H. Mm-hmm. I will try to be there. I got to do the B and H. Sometimes, B and H, yeah. I do it sometimes. There's also, you know, an idea, which I saw in holy books, of an awareness that you can, you know, if, if you're crossing the Whitestone Bridge, which I just did. And you're over the water, and you see the water, if somebody's cognizant, it reminds them of Kriyas Yamsuf. If you're a fisherman, it reminds you, hey, I could go fishing, right? If you're something else, if you're, you like jet skiing, it reminds you, oh, hey, look, maybe that's a good jet ski port over there. If you're a Dovek person, if you're into this mitzvah, so hey, cleaving to God, that's look at the water. That's like Kriyas Yamsov, the splitting of the sea. You go to the Bronx Zoo, there's an animal with big horns. Oh, it's almost Rosh Hashanah. That horn is the shofar, we're going to blow it. This is a cognizance. It shouldn't be done in a crazy way where everywhere you go, you're telling people these things. You know, certain things are a little bit, with a little bit of, of, of modesty, and you don't have to, everything I think about is God. You know, it, 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 you try to do it and, and be a normal, balanced person with other people, but behind it, you, 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 you have Hashem. They have that 
kind of awareness. Of course, this is just a few ideas. This kind of thing is something which each person should find their own tool and their own thing. That works for them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time-wise, too. One person, there are people who get real excited an hour before Shabbos. They're all... They're coming into Shabbos, but we have toast for Shabbos. We're going to add on to the Shabbos. That's their hour, and maybe that's the start kick, or so to speak, for for more and more. And like I said in the beginning, that the veikut, this cleaving to Hashem, is not just a goal, and in fact, it's probably more a program of progression. Because there's no end to, you know, how high a person can go and how close they can get to Hashem and how often. And the fact that there are ups and downs is, is, is normal and is realistic. And no, no are a human being. Yeah, yeah, nobody's going to, you know. I, I used to think that if you hit maybe 50 then who knows what your brain is and what your closest to Hashem. Maybe if you hit 70, just... Now I realize this doesn't really matter. You can be even 70 plus. It doesn't matter. Maybe 90 will do it. I haven't gotten there yet. But uh, um, it's, it's each one according to what he can do. And uh, it, it, it's something that a person should be not unhappy when he doesn't have it, but be happy when he has it and try to develop a, a cognizance of that kind of thing. So to understand from the rabbi, it's very important for us to be observant Jews, to be observant and realize and see different scenarios and try to use those scenarios to cleave to God as much as yeah. possible. Yeah. I want to add also to what the rabbi was saying about different uh, tools is that uh, that the name of God, the yud and the hay and the vav and the hay, uh, is uh, is how you cleave to God. That, you know, having that in mind, that's what the rabbi said. But uh, interestingly enough, there is in Judaism, there's a kind of adbash, which is basically the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet is aleph, is the first letter, and, and tough is the last letter, and they're interchangeable. Then you have the letter bet, which is the second letter, and shin, and is the, is the second to last letter, and they're interchangeable as well. So so the word uh, of, uh, of, um, of God's name, the first letter is yud, and that's interchangeable with the mem. And then the next letter is hey, and that's interchangeable with the tzaddik. And then the next two letters, you keep the same. Vav and hey, and that comes out the word mitzvah. Mitzvah? Mitzvah. Oh, you keep the last two yes, the same. You yeah. keep the last two the same. What this comes and shows is the way to cleave to God is by doing the mitzvah. In essence, every time we do a mitzvah, we're doing a yudke vavka, we're doing a shantra. Right. We're cleaving to God. The more we do mitzvahs, the more we learn Torah, the more we do chesed, the more we pray, is the way that we're going to cleave and get yeah. close to God. I mean, the rabbis in the Talmud added the bracha because of that. In other words, when you're doing the mitzvah, first, baruch hatoh Hashem, blessed are you, Hashem. Oh, this is for Hashem. Okay. Now we're doing it. Amazing Rabbi Eliyahu Berkson, so many gems, so many beautiful, powerful messages. Uh, we have a custom we have on our Torah Talks podcast. A final message for uh, our broad audience, for everyone out there in the world that's listening to our okay. conversation over here. Okay. The final message, we'll, we'll keep it on this subject, obviously. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> is that there is a second posuk in the Torah about cleaving. It's a, one or two chapters later. Past that possible, uh, 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 um, and it's 
one of the, the places says Uldovkaboy, the other place says Ulvoy Sindbok. Mm. On the second one where the wording is a little different, Rabbeinu Bachai, famous commentator Middle Ages, says that this is not a commandment. The first one was a commandment. Ah. The second one's not a commandment. The second one's a promise. It says there in that passage, you should love Hashem and fear Hashem and do the mitzvot and this and that, the, the verse there. And in the end it says, Ovotid Bok. You could read it as, you should cleave to Hashem. He reads it as, you will cleave to Hashem, that if you do this, your ultimate, ultimate olam haba, future world, will be uvosidbok, cleaving to Hashem, which he actually says, is gan eden and olam haba. This cleaving to the radiance of Hashem, which is beyond our... Imagine. Abilities, imagination right now, 99% beyond, that is the ultimate thing. And what we're telling the person is you're trying to do it here, you will be given it there. So it may be a process here and a goal here. It's going to be the reality there, each person according to his or her efforts. Wow, what a what an amazing message yeah. and, and and bracha. <laughs> it's a bracha. Oh, yeah. Every single one of us has to work on cleaving to God and by doing so we will be in right, right. With simcha. Ah, the importance of simcha. Right, right, no no O C D, just simcha. Happiness. happiness, happiness each time you have that occasion, that chance. Before I came with to speak with you, I did what I do all the time. I say a few psukim. <laughs> Hashem Tzvakos, different verses, to ask Hashem that I should be successful. Even in just a conversation, you know, I should be able to explain the ideas properly and everything like that. And hopefully that, that's a little bit because I personally feel it amazing. I'm sure everyone through the screens is feeling it. Everyone that's watching and listening. I want to thank you, Rabbi Eliel Berkstein, for all that you do for Claudius for all that you, all you do for the Jewish people, for the amazing physical inspiration that you do for Claudius Israel. Amen. I want to remind everyone every single Tuesday night, Kazakh Bor talks with a special guest, Rabbi Eliel Berkstein, on Cleaving to God, amazing episode. And uh, we want to give a shout out to all of our platforms that are holding, uh, hosting our uh, podcasts, uh, all the podcast players, uh, Touring Time, shout out to, uh, for hosting you as well. Daily giving a dollar a day goes a very, very far away. Everyone over here at the Kazakh headquarters, amazing team that we have. Thank you very much to all of our donors and sponsors and board members, including the volunteers that are involved. And please, and forward, share, like, uh, whatever lush and word is out there uh, for these uh, amazing uh, Torah talks. And uh, right now it's prime time. I want to remind everyone, uh, Kazakh is that busy than ever before uh, with yeshiva placements right now before the September school year. You know, a family member, a friend, a neighbor that needs help with the yeshiva, please reach out to Kazak, C-H-A-Z-A-Q.org. Reach out to us. We'll be more than happy to help over 1,500 kids. Kanayna, Baruch Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. The last few years alone, since we started the No Child Left Behind initiative, over 1,500 kids from public schools into yeshivot. Baruch Hashem, Mishtabach, Thousands of more have been coming to school programs, studying school programs, teens of the programs, the whole revolution happening. Be part of the revolution, the Kazak revolution. Uh, to dedicate future programs, please reach out to Kazakh as well. 
to suggest future speakers for Torah Talks, please reach out as well. And thank you very much. We should be so We should marry to see the Gulash Nema. Amen. 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 Am